You are listening to audio from New Life Foursquare, located in Harbor City and Norwalk, California. Today on our Norwalk campus, Pastor Ron Melchor preaches a standalone sermon titled Stepping into a New Season. Scripture says that everything under the earth has its time and its season. There is a difference between time and season. Time is general. In time, nothing supernatural happens. But in season, grace and favor is released upon your life to start something new. Jesus' time was 30 years. His season was three and a half years. In three and a half years, it was enough to change the world. In other words, you only need one season from God to change your life. You will see this morning that God is a God of cycles. That God is the originator of cycles and seasons. What is a cycle? A cycle is a period of time that has a beginning and it has an end. And there are good cycles and bad cycles. And there are bicycles. Well, have you been trapped in a bad cycle or a good cycle? Good cycles originate in God or from God. And God has put in set times and seasons. To everything, there's a season for every purpose under heaven. And you know what? Some people never enter their season because they don't have an understanding and revelation of what time and seasons are. Season is a certain period of time in your life marked by special and supernatural events. As I said, there's a difference between time and season. When you go to the scriptures, our scripture today, to everything there's a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Time and season are used in two different ways in the Bible. But they are similar in that both involve birth, physical or spiritual, with the due time determined by the Lord. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, Solomon describes the cycles of life. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die, time to plant, time to mourn, and so forth. And then he describes the cycle of time, cycles of time, but the revelation on our scripture today are three words. The three words are time, purpose, and season. Those are the revelation in our verse today. To everything, there's a season. Say that to your neighbor. To everything, there's a season. A time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Now, what is time? To many people, time is the same thing as season. And for others, season is the same thing as purpose. 
There is a difference on these three things. What then is the difference? Because they are not the same things. Solomon described it and says to everything, there's a season and to every purpose, there's a time. Here's the difference. Time is the length of days given to man to live on this earth. This is general. Time is past, present, and future. And in time, nothing supernatural, nothing special happens in time. When you live in time, time is a falling thing. Like this ball, we did that last New Year. It's where man got trapped into when he fell into sin. He was supposed to live in both worlds, the spirit and time. But when man fell into sin, he was trapped on time. That's why man had to die. And that's the reason Jesus said in Revelation, and time, there will be no more. Time is general. In time, God is not working. God is only working in seasons. Any season is where you see supernatural favor. In season, you see open doors. In season, you see peace beyond your imagination. In seasons, you see full provision. So how about season? What is a season? Season, as I said, is totally different. Season is a certain period of time that is marked by certain special and supernatural events. One of the seasons in your life is when you were born again. That was a supernatural event. New birth is supernatural. That was one of your season. When you were born again, you entered into a new season. It is something special. Your season is when the unexpected comes without expecting. And your season or when you enter in a new season, suddenly opportunities were once closed, were once closed, suddenly they're open to you. One of the marks of being in season is divine favor. When you are in your time, you knock on the door, they would slam a door on you or the doors never open when you are in your time. But when you enter into your season, you just walked in, effortless. Do you want to live in your time or do you want to live in your season? I can't hear you. See, that is one thing about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Whenever the Word of God is shared, what I want you to be aware is not to be self-conscious, but to be God-conscious. You cannot receive an anointing without participating. An amen is so important when the Word of God is revealed. Do you want to receive your season today? Season is marked by divine favor. The favor in you gives you access. So easy things for people and places and things. 
And you know you're in your season when things that have been closed for so long, now suddenly, they are open. When you're living in time, what you do is you are serving time, but nothing else happens. Another mark is this. When you live in your, when you live in your season, you will be in demand. If you have a business... When the favor of God is on your business, there might be five other businesses going, doing the same thing, but the people goes to you. There's a demand because it's your season. If you work for someone, not only are you suddenly in demand, you are highly favored. Your boss would do things that are unexpected. So then you say, I don't know why. You know, but I just gave you a raise, but I think I should give you another one. That's the kind of favor you get when you're in your season. When you're a, a vocalist or a singer, and if you're in your season, you're in demand. Everybody wants to hear you sing. They always request you to sing because you are in your season. If you are a businessman and you have a product, everybody wants to have your product. If you're an accountant and if you're in season, everyone wants to see you. If you're a lawyer, everyone wants to see you. Why? Because you are in your season. When you are in season, you are in demand. And the opposite is if you try to push things. You know, just like when you go to a store and you see a fruit and they're not in season, they don't taste good, right? They're there, but because they're not in season, it doesn't taste good. When you command, but you're not in demand, when you try to push your own season, you are going to destroy yourself. But when you have the favor of God, you will strip people. What do I mean by that? I'm going to tell you a story again. Reminding in the Bible, the story of the people of Israel. If you go to the book of Genesis or Exodus, the people of Israel, they were in Egypt, became slaves for 400 years. But when they were to leave, what happened? God clothed them. He dressed them with favor. God told them, you, want, you go to the homes of the Egyptians. And they said, what are we going to tell them? And said, just tell them you're leaving. So, the, the Israelites obeyed and said, knock, knock, knock. We're leaving. So what happens? The Egyptians, oh, no, no, not yet, not yet. Uh, here's some money. Uh, uh, here's some jewelries. Oh, wait, wait. I have empanada here. You take it too. Pandesal, here. Take everything. And they did not even have any gun. They didn't point any gun on the Egyptians. Egyptians gave them all. And the Bible says, in that day, the people of Israel stripped Egypt from all its riches and wealth. Do you want your season? God does not give seasons indiscriminately. Every season is connected to your purpose. 
Meaning, the people who do not know their purpose will never have a season. What do you do if you don't know your purpose? Seek your purpose. Give, God gives seasons according to our purpose. You know, disobedience from your purpose will keep you away from your season. Joshua 5 verse 6. Here we read, The children of Israel walked for 40 years in the wilderness. Why 40 years? That journey should only take 11 days. It took 40 years because they disobeyed. Disobedience will turn your days into years. Your obedience will turn your years into days. Do you want your season? A few of them are going to receive it today, I think. How about purpose? What is purpose? Purpose is the original intention why you were created for. It is the original intention why something or someone is created. It is the thought of God in motion. God thought about you, your purpose. A thought of God gave you a purpose. And then he said to everything, there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Purpose is the original intention why God created you. Everyone in this place has a purpose. When God creates something or someone, He creates it in His mind and gives it a purpose. God gives us one purpose in life, but that purpose has many seasons. Meaning that you can have one season of favor of God in certain areas like finances, family, restoration, peace, joy. A favor that doesn't never happen in time, but in season. So season is marked by special events, supernatural events. Time, in time, nothing happens. It's a falling thing. And purpose, I want you to see the connection between purpose and seasons. When you align your purpose with your purpose, your purpose gives you a season. When God sees that you know your purpose and align with your purpose, God sees it as you're ready for your season. God sees it as you're, you're, you have, you, you can get it right now. Do you know that, your season? But there are steps that we're going to take. Before God sends your season, you have to define the purpose in your life. You might say, oh, I don't know my purpose. If you don't know it yet, go get back and put God first. Go back and serve. Go back and commit. If you want a powerful season, commit to God, serve God, Serve the people of God. Commit to the vision. Commit with the purpose of God. Commit to evangelize. 
commit to disciple. God will never get you into your season if you're not prepared for it. So what steps can we take? God changes a person's heart before he changes his seasons. God will never issue a season without changing the heart. You're not going anywhere. So, the first thing we need is you must qualify for the season. Where's the connection? You must be in your purpose. If you don't know of your purpose, serve God in the great purposes. What are this? Evangelism, for example. Discipleship, sharing the word of God. When your heart changes, that's an indication to God that you are ready for your season. When you say, God, I'm going to change. I can't be doing the same thing. I have to change the way I think. I cannot be rebellious. I cannot be disobedient. I cannot be stingy. I have to change. Second thing you need to do is you must self-evaluate. How do you do self-evaluation? God, I cannot be doing the same thing and expect from my season to come. Lord, I cannot keep giving the same thing and expect my season to come. I cannot expect my marriage to change and keep doing the same things. Lord, I have to change. A sinner does not repent until he self-evaluates. You know what he evaluates? He evaluates between heaven or hell. Do you choose to keep your own forgiveness? Then you're going to be in your past. Do you choose to keep your bitterness? Then you're going to be in your past. Do you choose to be in your temperamental mood swings? Then you're going to be in your past. Do you choose to keep living in pride? then you're going to be in your past. You must change your heart if you want to enter a new season. Don't be mad at people. Mature people never get offended with people but get mad with the devil. Forgive because unforgiveness is the root for your past to get hold of it. If you don't forget, forgive, you're not going to have a season. The transition from one season to another, sometimes things start to slow down. That is a sign that your season is ending. When something slows down, that is a sign that the old season is coming to close and that a new season is coming. And the end of every season is always with a test. If you are tested, stretched, proven the last month, three months, six months, in your marriage, your family, kids, sickness, anything, you know that the test is preparing you for your next season. Look up to heaven because beautiful things are about to happen. I see somebody looking up to heaven. Very good. You're going to get your season. Some may say, oh, yeah, pastors say that same thing every year when there's a new year. That's a problem. 
Because when you don't have expectations, you're not in faith. Only people in faith have the expectations. That's the reason why God is bringing times and seasons and purpose for you to say, hey, the past is past and I'm starting this year to correct areas where I did wrong. I am going to self-evaluate. I did things that were not right. Maybe I need to correct areas in my relationship with others, in my marriage. This is a new season. How many of you, again, wants to receive their season? Three. Oh, there. Four, five, six. Amen. I want to receive my season. <laughs> when you are in your season, the face will be so fast. Doors will be open. Things will be done. Be ready because this is your season. For those of you who are sowing, I was talking, for example, to Brother Ramon earlier, right, right in the kitchen. You know, for many years, they have been sowing prayers every Saturday. Every Saturday. Sometimes it feels like nothing's happening, but I tell you, all those sowing, it's being accumulated in the spiritual realm. It's about to burst. This is your season. The Lord is saying, my grace will be upon you. How do we make the transition? How do we transition from the old to the new? How do we do it? Where are we transitioning? If we don't know the transition, we're going to stay behind. We're going to keep doing the same things and keep the same problems and the same cycle, cycle of sickness, depression, discouragement, death, conflicts, unforgiveness. We will never see a breakthrough. You stay in the old. And in John 10, 41, let's read this. I'm going to give you an example of somebody who stayed in the old. Then many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but all signs that John spoke about this man were true. What we know about John the Baptist is that he prepared the way for Jesus. He was a prophet. But John performed no sign. All the prophets in the Old Testament performed signs, miracles, signs and wonders. That was the qualification, the criteria of God. But he, John, performed no sign. Why? But all of those things, it says, but all of those things that John spoke about this man, Jesus, they were true. In other words, John prophesied correctly. The reason John couldn't do any miracles is because Miracles never happen in the future. Miracles always happen in the now. So John stayed prophesying, but he never did any sign. He never did any miracle. Why? Because he stayed prophesying. Is it bad? No, it's not. He should have made the transition. How do you know that he did not make the transition? 
Because if you read the rest of the story at the end, he doubted about Jesus. He doubted about who Jesus was. When he was in prison, he sent some of his disciples and said, ask, is he the real one? Is he the one? Have in mind what was it? John's weakness. His weakness was he was prophesying. He prophesied correctly, but no miracles. Because in a prophetic atmosphere, you cannot have miracles unless you have made the transition to the now. You want to receive a miracle in the now? So are you willing to make that transition? People don't like transitions, but you have to do it. Because there is something new that you have never seen. God has something new that you have never experienced. God has something new that you have never heard. God has something new in the area where you work, whether you're a doctor, a nurse, an accountant, a preacher, a teacher. God has something, a dimension that you've never seen before. So are you ready for this transition? It doesn't matter if it, if it costs you. It can cost you people. It can cost you money. It can cost you criticism. It can cost you rejection. But it doesn't matter. You make the transition because on the other side of the transition, the blessing is waiting. The healing is waiting. The provision is waiting. The promotion is waiting. The restoration is waiting. The deliverance is waiting. Something is waiting after you make the transition. Some people, they need to transition from an unbeliever of Christ to a believer of Christ. Unless you make that transition, you are not going to receive your season. So God is preparing us today, changing our mindset. When you know, when you receive a revelation from the Lord, you are no longer a captive. You are no longer paralyzed. What's hindering you from serving more? Because as they say, you can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. It's the same thing. You get up in the morning, you pray, nothing happened. Pastor, I don't see any change. I've been discouraged this week. Let me tell you, every time there's a transition, the enemy will come against you. So you will never start something new if you still carry a bunch of things from the past. The greater the purpose, the greater the anointing. How many of you have things you have to let go? Some of you need to let go of friends or companies that are stopping you. They are not adding to your spiritual life. They suck in your life. They take too much from you. Let go of your past. They take too much from you. Let go of them. Let go of unforgiveness. 
Let go of insecurity. Let go of hurt. Let go of pain. Let go of everything that hurts you. Let go of anything that's old, that's blocking the new. Let go of sin. God is saying, I will not bring you into the new era until you let go. So how many of you are tired? Fighting and struggling because you got so many problems now. You need to change your mindset. Don't stay in the old and say, right now, see, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to do the transition. And I'm going to go into another level. Would you make the decision to put the past aside, to put away and go and move forward? I'm going to call the worship team as we conclude today. I still have 30 minutes, don't worry. God is saying, if my people want to get into the new, into your finances, into your economy, health, marriage, family. The first thing we need to break or you need to do is to break those soul ties. Repentance is the initial step for God to enter into a new season in our lives. If you don't repent... There is no new season. We need to humble ourselves because humility always draws God to you, but pride turns God away from you. Recognize that you may have disobeyed in some areas. Yes, you love Jesus. You love God. But be humble to understand. Somebody hurt me. I'm not going to stay in pain. I'm, I'm going to forgive them. Humility is what God begins to work with in a man. Do you want God to work in some areas of your life or in all areas of your life? You just recognize it. Don't try to convince God like God doesn't know because He knows. Humility. You know, every time I see someone humble, isn't it humility? You know, isn't it beautiful? When you meet someone that is humble, you say, God, oh God, I just, I just love to be with that person. There's something beautiful about humility. So you cannot make transitions in life until you humble. Are you willing to recognize that you have made mistakes in life? Are you willing to recognize and stop blaming others, other people? Humble says, I recognize I made a mistake, Lord. I'm sorry. I want you to have the fear of God. You know why? Because Jesus is coming back. You have to stay pure. We have to stay obedient to God. Even if it is not profitable, sometimes we will lose. We will get something else that is not even close. But always choose to do the right thing. Do it with the truth. God will back you up. Let us stand. I want you to say and declare this with me. Okay? We're going to declare our season. Okay, so repeat after me. Thank you for listening. 
For more information about our church, you can visit us online at newlifefoursquare.org.